You're listening to the New Harvest Norwalk podcast. From wherever you are, thanks for joining us. Today, we hear from Pastor Ruben Sandoval. We hope you're encouraged and blessed by today's message. I don't know about you, but I'm excited for this entire series for what God is doing in our lives. We started a pastor, Richard Salazar, our senior pastor, started a brand new series on Sunday called Immovable. And it's out of talking about Daniel. And we're talking about Daniel because we're, we're in, a, in a spot right now. We're in a season where a lot of our lives are being shooken up. Can somebody say amen? Our world right now is at a place where we don't know who to trust. We don't know where to go. People are telling us to wear a mask, not to wear a mask. Some are telling us to go somewhere and not to go somewhere. And the fact is our lives are being shooken. And I want to speak to you on this subject today, on this part two installment. I want to speak to you when you're pressured to conform. Now, when you begin to look at our lives and you begin to look at Daniel's life, this story in the book of Daniel begins to start uh, when he is 15 years old. And I look at Daniel's life at the age of 15, and I begin to think about my life growing up as a teenager, really being tested in my faith uh, around 14 years old, 15 years old. Uh, and I begin to look at Daniel's life. Daniel's life, uh, you read the book of Daniel, he starts at the age of 15, and then at the end of his uh, of the book, it begins to tell us how when he completed his assignment or his duties at 85 years old. Uh, and it's an amazing story because what we see, there is a real spiritual decline in Israel that took in place. And God is looking uh, to be able to see who he can uh, be able to call. And what's taking place here, we see that Daniel's life is being tested. Uh, there is a, there, we begin to look where Pastor Salazar opened up how Daniel's life completely changed uh, literally from, from being in his home place and being taken away into prison at 15 years old. Now, when you begin to look at the book of Daniel and you begin to look at Daniel's life, he's 15 years old. He's separated from his parents, uh, never saw his parents again, never got to go back to his home country. But the rest of his life was in this, this amazing rags and riches story where he starts off of being a prisoner of war. Some of us may say, you know what, Pastor, I'm in a prison of war right now. I'm quarantined in my car. I'm quarantined in my home. And we may feel like that. When you begin to look at uh, Daniel's life, we begin to look at in what I want to speak on today is the very first test that Daniel had to go through. Pastor Salazar opened up our series on Sunday, gave us a broad view of who Daniel was. He gave us a, a picture who Daniel begins to be and how he had to be able to not bow down to, uh, to other gods, but to be able to uplift the God that he serves. And I want to talk about, in the, uh, before I read the book of Daniel, the book of Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3 says this. It says these words, fire tests the purity of silver and gold. But the Lord, you ready for this? The Lord tests our heart. Now, 
I want to give you some principles that you can go ahead and write down because the first thing I want you to understand before I talk about Daniel's life is this, is that before every blessing, there's always a testing. Can somebody say amen? If you know, if you've ever been blessed before, there is a testing in our lives. Before every blessing, there is a testing in our lives. The Lord tests our heart. Before every blessing, there's always comes uh, something in our lives. If you're going to be blessed by God, you're going to be tested by God. If you're going to be used by God, uh, your life uh, has to go through some testings. Uh, and you say, Pastor, what are some of the testings in my life? Uh, we have to be able to to be ready to handle the power and the blessings and the influences that God gives us. A lot of times in our lives, we want God to bless us. We want God to give us and to give us. But before God can go ahead and give you what he wants to give you, there has to be some testings in your life. You just don't get it up front. I wish that we can start life and just say, God, this is what I want, and all of a sudden we get it. Can somebody say amen? I wish that we can say that I want to lose weight. All of a sudden we lose weight. It doesn't go that way. Can somebody say amen? There's some testings in our lives that we have to go through, and this is what begins to happen in Daniel's life. What does God test when he tests us? Let me tell you what he tests. He tests our character. He tests our integrity, our humility, our generosity, our loyalty, our faithfulness, and our trust, trust, truthfulness. And all of that we have to go through in our lives. Have you ever been tested in your character, your humility, and your integrity? It's difficult. And when you begin to look at Daniel's life, and you begin to look at Daniel, he's the only guy in the Bible besides John the Apostle who wrote the book of Revelations. And what this tells us is that John and Daniel are the only two guys in history that God told how the world is going to end. Now, I don't know about you, this tells me a lot that God trusted Daniel. Daniel is a man of 15 years old who is being tested to see if he's going to bow down before a king, a false god, a fake god, or if he's going to honor God. And God tests us with, with stress before he trusts us with success. Today, what I want to look at, I want to talk about how God used Daniel's life and how Daniel was to be able to be able to endure, not bow down to certain things in life. Now, I want to share something with you because we're in a situation right now where we're being told what we have to do. Can somebody say amen? Now, we're being told that you got to wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, you can't go into the supermarket. You, if you don't wear a mask, you can't go and get your carne asada burrito at Alberto's or whatever it may be. There, you're being told certain things, and we have to obey certain laws. We do. We have to obey these things. Because why? Because that is what is given to us. But have you ever been tested and you know that it's not actually right? 
It may be at work. It may be at school where basically they're telling you to be dishonest or they're telling you to do something that you shouldn't do. And you're thinking about it and you're saying, well, wait a minute. I know who I am in Christ. I know who I am as an individual and uh, I shouldn't be doing this. Uh, And this is exactly what Daniel was going through in his life. Uh, He knows he's put there because if God wanted to save him, God would have saved him. But God left him here in this position so that he can grow, so that he could be tested. And I want you to understand something right now. Every one of us is being tested. Every one of us right now, our world is being shaken. Uh, Right now, our world is being shaken. Uh, And right now, we're at a place. uh, Who do I obey? Uh, What do I do? Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, that we trust in our Heavenly Father. Uh, We seek our Heavenly Father. We turn to God uh, and say, God, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, uh, but I'm turning to you, God. Uh, I'm turning to you, God. Uh, I'm turning to my Heavenly Father, uh, and I'm not going to bow down uh, to what anybody says, uh, but I'm going to obey you, God. Uh, I'm going to trust you, God. Uh, And this is exactly what Daniel is going through. Uh, He's in prison, uh, and the the king, uh, the false king, is telling him uh, that you have to do these certain things and these certain things, uh, but Daniel was raised right uh, in his home. Uh, His mom and his dad uh, taught him well uh, to respect his elders, uh, to respect people, and this is exactly what we see in Daniel's life. He respected the false king. A lot of us, we want to disrespect our bosses when they tell us something. We want to disrespect maybe their governor. We want to disrespect our mayors. We see that that the that what happened to Daniel's life is that everything changed about him. We see in Daniel chapter one verses seven where these boys' uh, names uh, were were transformed to different names. Uh, they were they, they they changed their he even changed their names. Uh, and then you begin to think about what took place uh, in Daniel and his and his I like to say his his his, his posse because Daniel is there. He's there with different teenagers. There's different people there. Now, what begins to happen in Daniel's life, he's in prison. uh, And what's going to take place in Daniel's life is they're trying to brainwash Daniel. They're telling him, uh, you can't do this. You can't think this. You can't remember your Bible. You can't pray to God. You can't do this. But you got to worship this. And Daniel says, uh, oh, no, this ain't going to happen. I'm here for a reason. And I'm here for a purpose. Uh, My life is being tested. but I'm going to go ahead and obey my heavenly father. Uh, And this is exactly what's taking place in Daniel's life. Daniel, we begin to see in verse 5. Chapter 1, it says, The king ordered that the young men should should eat the same food and wine served at the king's table while they were being trained. They were being trained for a three-year period. And after that, they were to become servants of the king of Babylon. But, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself by eating the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official, he said, for the permission not to defile himself in this way. And you say, okay, pastor, what was so wrong about what was taking place? Now, Daniel was was fit like 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 
kind of like me. <laughs> Daniel was fit. Daniel didn't eat garbage food. And you say, well, what kind of food uh, were they trying to feed Daniel? Well, here in this, in this story, here in this text, uh, they were trying to really feed uh, Daniel like, like things that weren't healthy for his body. Uh, it was really defiling his spirit. It was really defiling uh, who he was. But Daniel refused to go along with the program, and he said these words. He says, I am not going to defile myself. What he's literally saying, he goes, I am not going to candidate my mind. I am not going to lose purity in my life. He is saying, I'm not going to defile myself. Uh, what's wrong with eating Babylon food? Uh, it had a huge deal. Uh, but here is a man, uh, Daniel, uh, coming to a king, uh, coming to a, a false god, 15 years old, standing up to this king. Could you imagine that? 15 years old, coming to this most powerful man, and Daniel was telling him, I am not going to defile my body. There's four things that we can learn from Daniel. Because right now we're in a place of our lives where our world is being shake, shaken. Our world is being shaked. It's being it's some of us right now, we're at a place in our lives where we're saying, God, what are you trying to teach us in 2020? Some of us are saying, is this the end of the world? Some of us are saying, what is God trying to tell the world? However you want to view it, I want you to understand here today is that there are some of the characters, that there are qualities that we can learn from Daniel's life. And the first thing that I want to talk about is our integrity. He never forgot who he was. What took place in Daniel's life is uh, we got to realize is what's taking place in Daniel's life uh, is his integrity. Uh, he never forgot uh, who he was. Uh, he said, you can change my address. Uh, I live in Babylon. Uh, you can change my clothing. You can change my name. Uh, but you can't change my heart for God. Uh, you can go ahead and change my name. Change it to whatever you want to change it. Uh, change it to whoever you want to change it to. But I am not going to change my heart to who God said he is to me. I will not bow down to you. I'll go ahead and do what you want to do. See, some of us need to stand up to the enemy right now. The enemy is giving fear. The enemy is putting fear in our lives. And we're intimidated of what's taking place in our lives. But you need to tell the enemy today. You need to tell the enemy and say, devil, uh, you know what? This world is being shooken. Uh, my life may be shooken, uh, but I uh, continue to serve my God. Uh, I will serve my God uh, to the very fullest. Uh, I will worship him to the very fullest. Uh, don't let anybody uh, change uh, who you are. He never forgot who he was. Daniel said in verse 8, he said, Daniel resolved not to defile himself. I'm not going to be conformed to society's values. Stop saying, well, this is what everybody else is doing. This is what everybody else is doing. I'm just going to go ahead and stay home. I'm just going to go ahead and lock myself in the room. 
I like what Romans 12, verse 2 says. Don't conform yourself to the values of this world. Instead, let God transform you by a complete change of how you think. Then you will be able to know the will of God. Man, this is so good. You have two choices in life. You can be, you can be conformed or you can be transformed. You will be conformed to the world uh, like uh, everybody else is into the world. Uh, or you can be transformed uh, by the word of God. Uh, you're going to know the word of God. Uh, you're going to know what is true. Uh, and I want you to understand, I've talked to a lot of people and they say, I don't know what God wants for my life. Uh, let me tell you why you don't know why what God wants for your life is because you can't figure it out uh, because you're conformed uh, to what the world wants you to be. Uh, but if you say, you know what, God, uh, if you can use anything, uh, you can use me. Uh, transform me uh, from the inside out. Uh, make me who you want me to be. Uh, you may have to walk out uh, on a couple of friends that are weighing you down. Uh, you may have to walk out on a couple of uh, things that's taking you down and weighing you down, but you let God do what he needs to do in your life. The second thing that we must learn, that we can learn from Daniel's life, is this, is discipline. He controlled his ego and his appetite. I don't know about you, but I've gained a couple of pounds being quarantined in my home. Can somebody say amen? I mean, eating out, fast food after fast food. The fact is, is that when you begin to think about Daniel's life, Daniel is in this situation to, to control his ego uh, and his appetite. Uh, we see the rest of verse 8 where Daniel made up his mind and said uh, not to eat the food uh, of the wine that is given to him by the king. Uh, and you begin to say, uh, well, wait a minute. Uh, if I was in Daniel's shoes, uh, I would have wanted all of the good stuff. Uh, I would have wanted the ding-dongs and the Twinkies uh, and all of the extra stuff. Uh, but think about this. Uh, if you were Daniel uh, as a teenager, 15 years old, uh, you're taken by force from your country. Uh, you're never going to see your parents again. Uh, you're in a foreign country uh, with no supervision uh, at the age of 15. Uh, man, think about it. This is your moment, Daniel. You can eat anything that you want. But Daniel chose to say, no, 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 no. My parents taught me well. My parents taught me good. My parents taught me values uh, in life. And I am not going to go ahead and ruin it now. Uh, this is the fear that I've always had growing up. Uh, I had opportunities to do naughty things. I had opportunities to do certain things uh, of, uh, of drugs and alcohol and all those things. Uh, but I feared the values that my dad taught me uh, at a young age. I feared those things. Uh, and even though Dan Daniel is away from home. Uh, I know Daniel is thinking in the back of his mind, uh, my mom's not here, my dad's not here, they ain't going to see me. But no, uh, Daniel had fear of what he was taught. See, parents, if I could give you a little nugget here, teach your children what's right from wrong. Teach them. What you have, you have done in life that was wrong and that they should separate themselves from the world and from the sin. Daniel 
is incredibly disciplined at the age of 15 without his parents. He said, I'm not going to be in debit to you. I'm not going to be appointed by you. I'm not going to be conformed by you, but I will go ahead and listen to you. I will go ahead and begin to go and go through everything that you tell me, but there are some things that I got to tell you I'm not going to do. I like what Romans chapter 6 verse 13 says, uh, do not let any part of your body become a tool of wickedness used for sinning. Uh, instead, give yourself completely to God uh, because you want to be a tool uh, in the hands uh, of God uh, used for his purpose. Uh, you see, do I got any believers out there that will say, uh, I am going to turn away from wickedness. Uh, I'm going to turn away from sin. Uh, instead, uh, come to God and say, God, uh, here I am, God. Uh, I am your vessel. Uh, I am your tool. Uh, if you can use anything, use me. Uh, here it is, God. This decision Daniel made was as a teenager. I don't know where my young adults are at, and I don't know if you're watching online, and I don't know if you're in the car. Uh, teenagers, if you're listening, uh, I'm here today to tell you, make some good decisions now before it bites you. The third thing that we must learn is courage. Daniel had courage. He was willing to stand alone. And right now, I want to talk to anybody in this room, uh, talking to anybody who's online, uh, talking to anybody who's in your car. Uh, you may feel alone, uh, but I'm telling you right now, uh, you are not alone. Uh, you may be sitting alone. Uh, you may be in your car alone. Uh, you may be watching alone, uh, but you're not alone. Uh, our Heavenly Father, uh, my Father in heaven uh, is watching with you. Uh, he is sitting beside you uh, with angels. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, that Daniel had courage. Uh, he was willing to stand alone. Uh, he took a great amount of courage uh, for Daniel uh, to become, uh, to be able to ask this powerful man in this world to say, you know what? Check this out. I know I'm in prison. I know I'm captive. I know I should be bowing down to you, but check this out. I worked on this buff body since I was uh, a teen. I've been working out. I'm not going to defile my body. I'm not going to eat your food. What I love about Daniel is that he made a difficult decision. He made a difficult decision. Courage. Daniel goes on and says, I don't care if the whole world does it. It's not right, and I'm not going to do it. Can I get some Christians that will say, you know what? The world may be doing it, but I'm not going to do it. Everyone else may be cheating on their taxes. Everyone else may be trying to add some kids uh, to their to your taxes. Uh, but you know what? I'm not going to do it. Uh, if I got to owe oh, oh, Uncle Sam some money, let it be. Uh, I'm not going to do what everybody else is doing. Daniel made a stand. History has been proven that the majority is wrong much of the time. But I'm here today to tell you, only God decides who is right and who is wrong. And I'm telling you right now, today, some of us are waiting for a valid answer. Some of us 
are waiting for approval by other people. You don't have to wait for approval by other people. All you have to do is look on God because he loves you and he cares about you. Daniel goes on and says, I don't care if everybody else is doing it. I'm not going to do it. The kind of courage is the kind of thing that God blesses. I like what uh, uh, um, Exodus chapter 23 verse 2 says, uh, never follow the crowd uh, in doing wrong. Uh, and don't be swayed in your testimony by the mood of the majority. Uh, how many times have you been in the office or in school or somewhere and they're talking about other values and you know it's flat out wrong, uh, but you giggle, you agree with it. Uh, what if we took a little turn uh, in our Christian walk uh, and when people are talking at the water fountain and people are talking in the break room and you know that that conversation is wrong. Would you have enough courage to say it's wrong? Would you have enough courage to say I don't agree with abortion? I don't agree with same-sex marriage? Oh, would you take a courage and a bold statement to be able to stand for what is right through the word of God? This is exactly what Daniel was going through. He had enough courage to be able to testify what he stood by, what God approved. The fourth thing that we learn is humility. He was tactful with authority. When he couldn't do what the authority asked him to do, he said, I can't do this. It's against my, my values. It's morally wrong for me. It violates my conscience. It's still very tactful. As when you begin to look at Daniel, he made this appeal to King Nebuchadnezzar and the authorities. He showed him respect. He knew that God allowed him to be this pagan leader. He knew uh, that he wasn't a Christian. He knew he wasn't a godly man. He, but he knew that he had to allow this pagan leader in his life to be his boss. And I'm here today to tell you, some of us have some bosses and some leaders uh, in our job places where they're just truly ungodly. But can I give you something if you want to be blessed, and if you want to be promoted still, respect your elders. Respect the authority. You're like, well, wait a minute, pastor. They don't agree with what I agree with in the Bible. They're just a total heathen. They're the biggest sinner. I want you to understand they may be it, uh, but as a Christian, uh, you're supposed to have character, uh, integrity, uh, and be able to be a testimony so that one day uh, when it all falls down, uh, they can look at you in the eye and say, you know what? Uh, I know who you are. I try to tear you down. Uh, I try Try to pull down your Christianity and you never got angry. You never got upset. Now I know who the real God is. And I'm here today to tell you, it happened to me before I left my job. It happened to me. I mean, I had a boss, man, that really tried to tear down my integrity, tear down my leadership, tear down who I was. God, I didn't even get promoted out of one place. But when I left my job recently, a year ago. Do uh, you know what, what he said? He said, you know what? I did everything to make you mad and you never got upset. All you did was lift up 
Jesus. Folks, we have to realize that in our lives, that there is going to be some times in our lives that we are going to have to sometimes just turn our cheek. I learned something recently as the band makes their way up. In the last couple of weeks, we've been thinking about how do we, how do we have service? I learned something from a great man of God. Our senior pastor, Pastor Richard Salazar, has so much wisdom and so much guidance. There was a point where we couldn't meet in our church. There was a point where, like, okay, what do we do? There was a point where, you know what? You know what? You can't meet. You can't do certain things. But you know what? I learned something from our pastor. Even though that there were some things that didn't take place, where we were beginning to think about, what do we do? How do we, how do we... There was a conversation that we had with some leaders of our city. And I want you to listen to this. He said, I know you're doing your job. I know exactly what's taking place with the mayor and the governor wants. But I know what I am called to do. And I know what I'm called to be able to have our church. And we're just letting you know that we're not going to stop having church. I just want you to let, let you know that we're going to have a drive-in church for Easter. He was respecting. He wasn't being rude. He wasn't being cruel. He was acknowledging them and telling them, this is exactly, I know you're in this position, but I want you to know I respect what, what's taking place. And man, when I was hearing those voices, when I was hearing what he was telling them, it hit me hard because I was wondering, just like us, there are some times in our lives we don't want to hear authority. We don't want to hear our boss. We don't want to hear certain things. Uh, but there are times that you're just going to have to swallow it and say, you know what? I know what you're saying is what you're saying, but I'm not going to bow down. I know what you're saying, boss. I know you want me to work up some overtime, but I want to tell you who I am. I'm a man of God, uh, and I need to be there for prayer at 6 o'clock. Uh, I need to be at church at 7 o'clock. Uh, this is exactly what Daniel was doing. Daniel was telling the king and saying, you know what? I, I just want one thing. You know what Daniel does? He does this. He says, he goes, you know what? Let's do a little test here. Let me eat my diet food. Let me have my own. And then what we'll do is that you can go ahead and test me. We'll do this for 10 days. And we'll see who's healthier through the word of God, you see that Daniel, this is where the Daniel fast came in, eating fruits and vegetables and water. And Daniel told this king, he said, okay, let me eat my food 
for 10 days. And at the end of this, let's compare myself to others. And at the end of the 10 days, they realized that Daniel looked more healthier than all the other ones. Daniel looked more encouraged, uh, more healthier than all the other ones. Uh, and the king said, uh, okay, continue what you're doing. Uh, continue to do what you're doing. Uh, you will see what happens in our lives uh, when you make a stand uh, and you say, you know what? Uh, I know what you're saying, uh, but allow me to be the guy that God called me to be, the woman that God called me to be, uh, your character is going to be uh, tested. Uh, your integrity is going to be tested. Uh, but I'm here today to tell you, uh, if you trust God uh, and say, devil, uh, I am not going to bow down to your laws, uh, but I'm going to turn uh, to my heavenly father. I'm going to trust who you are, God. Uh, I will not bow down. Uh, and here is our lies. Daniel said, oh, no. Man. What happened with Daniel? He was promoted. He was promoted. We ask God for blessings, but we don't want to be tested. We ask God for things, but God shakes up our world to see where we're at, where our heart's at. And I want to encourage anyone here today, maybe your life is being tested. Maybe your world is being shooken. But like Daniel, he didn't give in to the king. He didn't give in to those things, but he trusted God and knew his values. His mom and dad taught him right. You see, and today, parents, we need to teach our kids what's right and what is wrong. Uh, we need to encourage our children uh, and say, children, uh, I want you to be blessed. Uh, you see, was it hard growing up being a PK kid? It sure was, but I thank God that I listened to my dad. I thank God that I listened to my mom. Uh, I'm glad I listened to my authorities uh, because why? Here I am today preaching the gospel, uh, glorifying God. Uh, and now I want to let you know today that your life uh, can be blessed. Uh, your children can be blessed. Uh, your children's children can be blessed. It is a blessing uh, from our Heavenly Father. Uh, somebody give God uh, a big shout of praise and glory. Oh, God, we glorify you. We praise you. Uh, we glorify your name. Uh, Jesus, we praise you. We glorify you, God.